Welcome back to the City Rev Life podcast. I am here with Pastor Roby, and my name is Josh, and we're going to be continuing our Fall in Love series. Yes. Right? Our Fall in Love. Is it Falling or Fall in Love? I, well, I think you and Justin named it. No, so it, was, fall. it was Justin. We're just going to blame was, Justin? No. But it's, it's a brilliant name. It's a brilliant name. Fall in Love because it's the fall, and it's all about love, relationships, mm. whether it's marriage, Yep. Uh, singlehood, dating, um, pursuing one day, getting married, or maybe single again, um, or maybe there's maybe you're a married couple and you have teenagers or young adults in your life that you want to help advise. That's mm. really what we're talking about through this series and through much of the fall. Yeah, and a major part of relationships, mm-hmm. of course, is the sexual side, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The the sex in marriage, the sex outside of marriage, and we were talking uh, in our last episode about uh, purity, mm-hmm. right? And and what the Bible says, and I, and we talked about how, yeah. well, I think we mo- for the most part know what the Bible says, right? We know the Bible says to abstain from sex uh, outside of marriage. Uh, but we talked about the why, yeah, right? The the logic behind why we should be abstaining from sex outside of marriage and why the Bible says that. I think a lot of people, they know that the Bible says, you know, to have sex only within their marriage, not before, not with anyone outside of their marriage. Right. But they don't, like you said, the question that's so rarely asked is why. And mm. if he is the inventor and he created us for freedom and in the sexual relationship within marriage is celebrated. He's not trying to restrict us. He wants us to experience what he invented to its fullest. Yeah. And so we last, last episode we talked about why, and there's good reason when we know that it's actually yeah. motivating. Yep. And it was a fantastic episode. And so if you didn't get a chance to check it out, be sure to go back to our last episode that aired, but this one we're going to be talking about, the practical side of it, yeah, right? How do we practically uh, yeah. pursue purity in our lives? Absolutely. So we're going to look at three things. So this is if you are uh, maybe you're a teenager, a young adult, maybe you're single again, mm. maybe you're even inside of your marriage. These are things that are going to apply to how do you remain and protect that purity within your marriage, really wherever you're at. These are three different principles that will help us experience that sexual relationship within the context of our marriage, whether you're preparing for it or you're in marriage and experiencing what God, that gift he's given to us to experience to its fullest. Yeah. So the first one is to prepare your heart. Yeah. So how do we prepare our hearts as we are in that time of singleness in our lives? Yes. So if let's say you're a young adult and you're in a dating relationship or you're single again and you're dating, one of the things that often is is forgotten is that when we're pursuing purity and we want to be in a place where we're preparing for being married and experiencing the sexual relationship that God wants for us to have in marriage, that a lot of it has to do with starting with the heart. We want to prepare our heart for that relationship. Hmm. And so a lot of times we think about different parts of the relationship. We think of the emotional side. Um, the spiritual side and the physical side. And I think a lot of times um, what we forget is that those are all, it's part of the the whole, our whole being that God created. And so a lot of times 
Christian uh, couples dating that they're, maybe they're dating, they they know that they're trying to um, not go too far physically because they're saving that for marriage, mm. but they they throw themselves deeply into a spiritual relationship and an emotional relationship. There's a level of intimacy in wow. that in that the dating relationship, both spiritually and emotionally that outpaces the physical relationship. Yeah. And so I think part of it is um, setting up uh, boundaries physically. We'll talk about that in a minute. But also think in terms of your heart. Um, I remember when I would work with students and teenagers and even young uh, high school students, they'd be thinking about uh, someone that they were dating and they would mm. already be thinking, I think I could marry this person. You've probably come across a teenager <laughs> like that. It's like, hey, slow down. That's a long way away. Even for a young adult, they'll be like, they're in, and they're in that season where they're dating in order to marry someone. Yeah. But they should still, like the people that they're closest to and disclosing the most about themselves will eventually be the person that they marry, but not until they get way close to that, you know, when they're engaged or in premarital counseling. But in the meantime, um, that should be a, if it's a guy, a Christian brother, uh, or mentor, uh, or ministry leader, if it's a lady, it should be a, 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 um, a Christian sister or mentor or ministry leader. But in that, but, but couples should be thinking about, um, actually putting some boundaries both with spiritual and emotional intimacy because once that that physical intimacy is intended to express the the emotional and spiritual intimacy wow. and so it's hard to hold back that physical side without the uh, emotional and spiritual side that's within that's yeah. within a relationship but preparing guarding your heart and preparing your heart for that marriage is also within people that you're not in a dating relationship. So for example, let's put it, let's think about this. These are just people that are in your life. If a, if someone is going to work and every day that let's say a young man or uh, it doesn't have to be a young man, but uh, just to go with the metaphor, say it's that young adult, man, he's going to work and he is used to trying to, he operates in a way to get attention from the women that he works with. Mm. He's charming. He's, um, you know, he draws that attention. Maybe he's flirtatious. The question is, uh, obviously that can hit a line that's inappropriate, right? But even far before that line, the question should be what's in his heart. Mm. Is he trying to get the romantic attention from all, from women around him? Then, um, what makes him think one day when he's married, he's going to suddenly just turn that, just turn that part of himself off and be completely okay with that attention from the one person. Right. And so guarding his heart, like understanding, like what kind of attention am I trying to draw from other people? Right. Same with, uh, with a woman, if a woman goes to, goes to work or goes to the gym or goes out and she's handling herself, talking uh, in a certain way to men or dressing in a certain way that is getting uh, attention from other men there there's the biggest concern there is a heart issue. So yeah. in the subject of modesty for a woman dressing modestly, the major issue there, the deepest issue is the heart issue. Mm. What is it? Uh, what is it in a, a man's heart or a woman's heart? What type of attention does their heart crave and do they want to get? And being wise about that, being aware of that and really trying to limit that so that you're preparing yourself for one day when you're married and you're not walking out and going to work used to getting all these men looking at how you dress or used to getting all these women to think that you're charming. You're saving all of that energy to get to pour into one person. That's part of preparing your heart. Wow. That's really deep. 
that is really profound because our our culture today would say the exact opposite right yeah uh social media you're supposed to put yourself out there yeah uh, especially these days physically yes right to get as much intention attention garner as much attention as you possibly right. can um there's a lot there's a lot there and i love what you said too about how so much of what happens physically will start uh, spiritually or emotionally, right? You know, in today's technology-driven culture, we might be texting that person, sure, nonstop for weeks on end, and we're emotionally uh, opening ourselves up yeah. in that relationship. And I think that's why, like what you said earlier about people thinking they're going to marry this person in just weeks' time, yeah. you know. Um, there's that. And there's the, the Christian youth group. Uh, God told me uh, in a dream or I was praying about you and he just, he told me that you're the one for me. Right. Oh, well, we, we must not serve the same God because I didn't get that message either, you know? <laughs> um, but there, that, that's, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. So the second practical, uh, item here we have for, uh, preparing yourself for yes. marriage or, uh, practicality behind staying pure is to prepare your eyes. Yeah, so preparing your heart. I would say that the second part is preparing your your eyes. And, you know, again, Solomon, we, we looked in our previous episode in Proverbs, it talked about when it comes to having a thriving sexual relationship in your marriage, it's turning all of that sexual attention hmm. on one person. That's how God's designed for a, a fulfilling um, sexual uh, relationship. And that's how he's designed for it to be best expressed, the sexual side of our relationship, of, of our lives. And so a key part of that is, is guarding our eyes. What are the things that I'm taking in, into my life, uh, my home, into my marriage? What are the things that I'm supposed to be taking in? I want those things to be pure. And especially, you know, gone are the days a generation ago where explicit content was just on a couple of those channels that you yeah. had to especially purchase on cable. And if you accidentally came across them, they were blurry. Okay. No, yeah. gone are those days. Just average everyday shows on streaming on streaming sites have very, very sexually explicit content. They have, yeah. uh, they're very graphic sexually, very, they have nudity in it. I'll, I'll never forget a conversation I had with someone and this was a, it wasn't, this is not an uncommon type of situation, but this one particular conversation I remember, someone uh, came up to me and said, oh, hey, have you heard of this show? And we're talking about the show. I'm like, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. And they're like, oh, I, I love it. It's such a great show. It's got so much <laughs> intrigue. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And then they said, um, I'm like, yeah, but I, I saw that, you know, is there, I've heard that there's some iffy content in there. And they said, well, yeah, there's some sexually explicit stuff in there. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm probably not going to watch it then. I'm like, like, how bad is it? Well, you know, it's pretty much like, you know, there's full nudity and everything. And they, you know, they show a lot there. I mean, it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much pornographic. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm definitely not going wow. to watch that. And so, yeah. I mean, a lot of what's on a Netflix or a, a Amazon Prime, a lot of these shows, they have a lot of sexual content. And unfortunately there are so many christians that i think innocently naively they're they are not realizing that they're polluting their minds with those things mm. and they're robbing themselves wow because they're not training their eyes to be having uh, only one object of of their sexuality and um that's something that that as in preparing for for marriage 
that um, we should do. We should be preparing. We should be guarding our eyes. Um, a, a married couple, I, I sat down with a married couple once and they were like, hey, um, you know, I heard you mention uh, how pornography is wrong. I mean, is it even wrong within the context of marriage? Like mm. it, as us as a married couple, could we watch pornography together? And and I strongly encourage them to say, no, that's, that's still lust. That's that is your eyes looking at something pornographic other than within your marriage. And so, especially for those um, men and women who are single or single again, pornography is not guarding your eyes and preparing you to have a satisfying, thriving sexual relationship within the context of marriage. So prepare your heart, guard your heart, prepare your eyes, guard your eyes, um, so it's prepared to be focused on one person for the rest of your life. Wow. That's really good. Uh, that, that's something that's so challenging to do in today's day and age, yeah. like you're saying. Um, but I think it's something that especially, you know, women as well, but men, especially when it comes to our eyes, that's something that we have to be so on top of Yeah, and we have to get extreme in. Um, I've heard the example of, Hey, if you're, if you were to say, stop eating Krispy Kreme donuts, you know, you said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to abstain from that. I'm not going to eat a Krispy Kreme donut. But then you spent plenty of time researching donuts, <laughs> the best types of donuts. You know, you you lingered around the section of magazines that have high resolution, glossy pictures of donuts. You know, if you walked around Krispy Kreme with the hot sign on on occasion yeah. and just got a, a whiff, a, a, the smell of it, you know, how long is it really going to be until you don't eat you, you eat a Krispy Kreme yeah. donut once again. Yeah. You know, it's something that we have to be very on top of. We have yeah. to watch, we have to guard our eyes. We have to prepare our yes. eyes. Yeah. I think that's, that's really good. Absolutely. Um, did you want to add anything to that before we go to the third one? No. Um, the, the third one is then we've we talked about guarding our hearts, guarding our eyes. The third one is uh, guarding your body, preparing your body for mm. that, that one, um, for that one relationship. And so the, the question is often reduced to, you know, well, how far is too far? And I'd, I'd offer this as a, as a biblical response to that, even within a dating relationship or an engagement relationship, it says this, do not rebuke. This is in first Timothy five, one and two, do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father treat younger men like brothers, older women, like mothers, younger women, like sisters in all purity. Hmm. This is written to Timothy, a young man, um, uh, from all we can tell, not married. And he's told to, to treat uh, younger women like sisters. And, and then it underscores that in mm. all purity. Purity is, is on Paul's mind here. And um, I think a good rule of thumb, this sounds so extreme for our culture, but I think a good rule of thumb is thinking physically, okay, until I'm married, this person is my, uh, my brother and sister in Christ. In fact, wow. even after married, uh, while that person is your husband or your wife, it still is your brother and sister in Christ. But Paul gives that as the framework for that person that you're dating, that person that you're interested in, um, even that person that you're engaged. And it seems like, am I, is our, but if, if we go our entire dating life and our entire engagement life and, and, you know, we're not expressing that affection physically, is there going to be something that's like misshapen and malformed in us hmm. when we finally are married and can express that sexual relationship? And I would say, I really, really don't think so. I think you are wired as a sexual being. I'm pretty sure you can just pick that up when you start and, <laughs> and be fine when you're married, yeah. but thinking about it like, like that and, and there's a logic to it as well. It's like, 
how the body works. Once you start down that path of physically expressing that intimacy, you're basically starting an engine that is not meant to be stopped. And so if you're continually starting that engine and expressing yourself physically with that person you're dating or you're engaged to, over time, it's just going to be super, super frustrating. And it's just kind of like you said with your other illustration, um, it's just how how long can you be in that space and really hold the line from a purity standpoint? And so um, another way it's put, I want to read this other scripture, and um, I think this is so helpful. 1 Corinthians 6, 18, flee from sexual immorality. The, the idea here is run from it, flee from it. Don't get near, don't try and get as close to the line as you can with a view of why God is calling us to be pure. It's for our sexual freedom within our marriage, within the context of the safety of that covenant relationship, free from insecurity, free from guilt, free from regret. It's, it's to express that deeply knowing one another in intimacy and knowing each other's lives and going on the adventure of marriage. Like that is how he, he, what he envisions for us. And with that view, then we should want to run after we should hunger and thirst for righteousness. We should hunger and thirst for that kind of purity. And so if you're, yeah, if you're a, a Christian couple, you're trying to honor the Lord with your relationship and, and with your purity, what I would say is, flee from those opportunities to go farther than, uh, than, you know, is wise physically. And so like, a um, a couple is like, Hey, um, it can, is it bad to live together, um, before we're married? Um, you know, just, and they'll say, Hey, well, it just makes sense financially. I'd say, well, it doesn't make sense from a purity standpoint. You, mm. the Bible calls you to flee sexual immorality. In fact, I tell I tell couples, don't be alone in a house together when you're dating or yeah. engaged. That's just a recipe uh, for disaster. That's that's walking close to the fire and hoping that you don't get burned. Um, no, flee from sexual immorality. Run from it. Express purity. Build those purity muscles in preparation for getting married. Um, and and I'll just kind of end with this one illustration. Um, there, um, I've taken Rebecca a few times to a Brazilian steakhouse. The Texas Day Brazil would be cool. a, an example of one. And they're this incredible feast. If you've ever been to a place like that, That's incredible. They just, yeah, they just keep walking around and they just keep yeah. bringing you uh, various, uh, like a fillet. It's a, it's a taste or, of heaven. Yes, right? exactly. It's a little <laughs> piece of heaven. Well, if, if you've been there before, you know the only way to do that well is to, you don't eat for a while before you go. You oh, and you save us, Yeah. Yeah. You, they bring out the cheap stuff first. Yes. You, right? you, you wait for, you wait all day um, because you want to be able to enjoy as much of that as, as you can. Well, imagine you've waited, you had maybe something small for breakfast, you had nothing for lunch and you, you're so hungry and you're waiting for this incredible feast. And as you're driving to Texas Day Brazil, you're on your way and you just can't pull yourself together. And, <laughs> and one block before you get to the restaurant, you pull through Burger King and you know you get a oh, value meal. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy of epic <laughs> proportions. That's what God wants to lay out uh, a feast before you mm. in, in, your, in your marriage. And so um, continue to prepare for that, whether there's a relationship you're in that you're hoping leads to marriage, or you're still waiting for that, or maybe you're single again, you're waiting for that, or maybe you long for that in your marriage. And, um, and what he wants for you to express that is to shut down all of those other things, whether it's your heart, your eyes, or your body, shut all those things down and uh, be preparing yourself for that. So um, if you're in a dating relationship, 
um, I would encourage you to listen to this together. And then I would encourage you to go, go separately before the Lord and come up with what are going to be our boundaries. What are going to be our boundaries emotionally, uh, spiritually, physically, uh, what are going to be our boundaries? I would then encourage that couple to then each for that, for that lady to take it to a godly Christian lady for that guy to take a godly Christian guy share that with them, get their input, take it to a ministry leader, mentor, pastor, uh, show that to them, and then come back together and agree upon that together and invite that accountability into your life. It's not, it's just not worth what he has set before you, what he wants for your life. Um, it's just, that should be something that we're so desiring to see in our life in the context of marriage that we, that we run hard after that. Yeah, that's so good. I think accountability is huge when we talk about this, this subject. All right. Thanks for tuning in for our second part of the Purity episode for Fall in Love. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.